But first, we're off to Asia for another update, and this time we're going to focus on what's been making news in Korea. It's my great pleasure to introduce to the program John Ming Kim. John Ming is the lead correspondent at NK News and editorial director at Korea Pro, which is based in Seoul. John Min, welcome to our program. We're talking to you on a very significant date, a public holiday. What's the significance of March the 1st? Well, thank you for having me today. It's uh, it's March 1st, which is a, there was no South or North Korea in 1919, but uh, 104 years ago, it was a biggest student movement today on anti-colonialism, anti-occupation at the time, led by who are noted as martyrs these days. Um, and the presidents on March 1st usually traditionally talk about how to resolve historical disputes with Japan, holding Japanese government accountable for wartime atrocities in a roundabout way. Most things like way forward, preventing war in the peninsula, and some North Korea talking points sometimes like dialogue or security issues. And the president, uh, the new president that came into power last May, it was his first speech marking the uh, big holiday today, President Yoon Seok-yeol. And he went for uh, what he called a future-oriented uh, direction when it comes to RK-Japan okay, relations in his speech today. So what began as a, as a concerning that historical conflict with Japan has now segued into a focus on conflict with North Korea. Right. Uh, today, uh, it's actually it actually comes after a very controversial week last week because there is an ongoing territorial dispute regarding Tokdo or what Japanese government calls Takeshima last week, uh, which has been a decades-long territorial dispute. The South Korean public was already a bit angered, again, about the issue. Uh, but it seems that Yoon aimed at a not so much of a hard, um, hardline views on on Japan, and he referred to Japan as a former military invader, which is now a cooperating partner in a fight against North Korea, especially with increased uh, nuclear threats from the country and also for economic cooperation in general. Although he did not mention China, this is um, in the context of increasing U.S.-China rivalry and South Korea sort of stuck in the middle and need to that with the need to cooperate with Japan a little more. You've been tweeting about big mass gatherings in the streets. Yes. And you put out videos of right-wing groups singing songs about defeating pro-North Korea forces. Right. Uh, That's actually a very complicated, I think, social um, context here. I think the right-wing groups usually use public holidays like the Independence Day or this Independence Movement Day, March 1st, to use it as a platform for them to um, promote the values that they Seek And today it was focused on um, how the previous administration, from their point of view, was too pro-North Korea and they are conservative groups. So they are against the current opposition Democratic Party, uh, which has been involved in some of the potential spy cases related to North Korea. So that, it seemed, was the main um, point. But then there was a lot of other optics today, like um the the older generations, they're holding U.S. flags, Israeli flags, some of them dressed up as, as Jesus, 
um, and singing U.S. national anthems as well and so on and so forth. Now, tensions have become even higher since that uh, test launching of an ICBM, an intercontinental ballistic missile. Yes, that was uh, that was a big active threat to Japan last week. North Korea again fired the ICBM into the Japanese exclusive economic zone, very close to one of its um, territories. And right after that, uh, South, South Korea was also seeing North Korean active threat directly because they also tested tactical nuclear rocket launches, um, which could be aimed at Seoul if they want to. Now, despite uh, the U.S. wanting to keep South Korea under its nuclear umbrella, mm. there have been some signs that South Korea might be looking to acquire its own nukes. Right. That has been a, one of the biggest controversies earlier this year because the South Korean president, um, any South Korean president in history um, in the past few decades, they have never this publicly endorsed the idea of South Korea potentially going nuclear. But in a closed-door meeting with officials, he was um, floating the idea of how South Korea has the power and technologies to rapidly develop nuclear weapons if it wants. But from U.S. perspective, this is a very big no-no in the non-proliferation regime. And after that, uh, of course, the U.S. tried to um, tone it down a little bit with the Secretary of Defense um, visiting South Korea as well. Now, the U.S., South Korea and Japan met on Monday for that economic security talks. Do you know what they discussed? Well, this was important because it was a first session of their newly established dialogue regarding the economic security. Again, this is under the context of increasing um, China presence in the in the regional economy, and and they it seems like they discussed ma- mainly about the semiconductor industry, critical mineral supply chains, um, and batteries, because uh, some of these are also influenced by the Russian invasion of Ukraine, and South Korea is going through some difficulties on chip sector, especially because of the U.S. Inflation Reduction Act and Seoul's dependency on China and producing them there. Back to North Korea, there are fears of suffering a food crisis. These seem to be cyclic, but uh, Kim Jong-un kicked off a, a ruling party meeting this week to talk about agriculture. Yes, uh, it's actually, I don't think it's, um, I think it's no secret that North Koreans go through chronic food um Problems And there has been some reports citing South Korean government officials saying that there is intelligence, that there's a mass starvation and that's happening in the inter-Korean border town of Kaesong. But that I could not independently verify. But uh, it definitely drew some media attention to this party plan meeting because the North Korean leader was stressing um, increased grain production in the country in the coming year. And yet North Korea has indicated it would shun external food aid, calling it, of all things, poisoned candy. Right. In the in North Korea, the most important state media is Rodong Shinmun, the party-run newspaper that published in the morning. And in the past few weeks, there have been some articles uh, with some classic rhetorics about how outside aid, especially in the economic sector, from what they called hostile forces, um, are a huddle to their hurdle to their revolution against becoming a perfect socialist country, and that they shouldn't take it at any circumstances. What's the story on COVID in North Korea, John? 
the last thing we heard about COVID, I think, was uh, ahead of the recent military parade on February 8th, there was a very curious week-long lockdown that cited respiratory disease, but it did not end up saying that it was COVID. Um, since they said that they eradicated COVID, there has not been reported outbreak, but it seems like the North Korea is taking extra heat, especially after the mass gathering uh, marking the February anniversary so that the outbreak doesn't happen. The anti-epidemic um, measures are all still there and the lockdown is still ongoing. There's a frisson of interest in the fact that uh, Kim Jong, King Jong-un might be positioning his daughter as his successor. Could that be so? Well, the daughter is very young. She is, I think, maybe 10. And Kim Jong-un is in his late 30s or early 40s. So maybe it's a little bit premature to um, definitely judge that she is a successor. Some experts think that because she is um, uh, framed in the center of the military officials and going to really high profile meetings, even economic um, inspections, maybe she is tapped and being trained, groomed as a successor. But majority of the opinion, it seems, is that it's more like to use her as a propaganda purposes to show that he is going to do fourth hereditary succession and so on and so forth. I think uh, it's not exactly an urgent issue if she's 10 years old. Let's go back to how tensions between North and South are continuing to escalate in coming months. There is an expected escalation phase uh, from my point of view because last year we saw that North Korea fired a lot of missiles, record number of missiles in response to U.S.-South Korea live fire and field exercises that resumed. And this time we are expecting one in March for 11 days. And North Korea already warned that um, they will be showing unprecedented measures to show that North Korea has the, pos the capability to defend itself. And the North Korean leader's powerful sister talked about using Pacific Ocean as a firing range for their ICBMs. This is a naive question, but do South Koreans yearn for reunification? Uh, well, unification, I think, I think older generation used to think about it a little more seriously, but younger generation, I think they are more indifferent to the whole idea and the concept of one people. I don't think they are looking at North Koreans as their compatriots, but something similar to just neighboring countries. Um, so, and, and South Korea itself is also very polarized. So I think it depends on the generation that you ask. Back in South Korea, an important court ruling recognizing the legal status of same-sex couples. Tell me about this, please. Uh, this is uh, this was a very groundbreaking landmark decision because it was the first time that the South Korean court has recognized the legal rights of same-sex couples as similar to a common law marriage defined by the current laws, um, giving insurance benefits to uh, the spousal insurance benefits to uh, to them. But um, it does not mean that it, they will recognize the status of same sex partner as an um, uh, like some other countries because we lack anti-discrimination law. We have a long way to go. But still, this is a milestone precedent set in the South Korean court ruling. But there's a paradox here. Is same sex marriage not still illegal? Well, I think it. you can interpret that in South Korea, it's still considered illegal because it's outside the boundaries of what law 
uh, protects, I think, despite this milestone uh, court ruling. And there has been a lot of um, advocacy group movements to uh, make it happen and make South Korea into an actual global pivotal state that the South Korean president wants it to be um, to match with global standards. But still, there's a very big pushback from conservative groups about just um, same-sex couples or any type of LGBTQ-related movement in general in South Korea. Has South Korea taken a position on uh, Ukraine? Well, so far, it seems the maintaining position, it seems is that South Korea will not be providing any um, lethal weapons to Ukraine, but only help uh, provide humanitarian assistance um, and non-lethal weapons or non-lethal military equipments. But there has been a big pressure from NATO and also the allies like the U.S., that South Korea should do a little more about Ukraine, but it has been showing, expressing in languages that Russia has to be condemned. It's having a quite a profound impact on the economies around the world. How is the South Korean economy travelling? Well, because of the Russian invasion, um, there has been direct impact to South Korea uh, related to um, many energy price-related um, crisis here. So that has been actually being reflected into the South Korean president's approval rating as well. And that's why, um, and that's why the South Korean president has been working on em- putting emphasis on mineral supply chains and so on and so forth. But it does not seem like it's a very easy problem to solve well, in coming years. I've just got time, and it's a very quick question. I've recently discovered uh, ChatGPT, the artificial <laughs> intelligence chatbot. Apparently, your president is quite a fan. Yes, he talked to interior ministers that he that he should take a lead in using the ChatGPT in public officials' daily work, and it's causing controversy and debates here. And even Seoul Mayor here has um, reportedly ordered to replace the call center employees um, into. ChatGPT, basically. Um, and it seems like because it was directly from the president, we will see uh, more officials going this way, I think. I've, I've been playing with it. I got it to write my newspaper column this week and uh, it did a pretty good job. It did a better job than I do. <laughs> I usually ask stupid questions so that they can make stuff in Edgar Allan Poe style. <laughs> John Ming, thank you very much for that. Uh, Lead correspondent at NK News and editorial director at Korea Probe. It's easier than ever to hear your favourite local and national ABC radio stations live and on demand on the ABC Listen app.